Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing today, Jim? Really? <laughs> I did it on purpose again. <laughs> you really, really want somebody to start it off with Welcome to NotFam, don't you? The podcast. Uh, okay. Welcome well, to we... NotFam, the podcast. It's the gym show. It doesn't show. matter. It's just, what, what do you mean it doesn't matter? Whether we started off that way or not, but I, but I, right. I think Anyways, it's part of the routine. Are you excited for today? Oh, I am stoked. Is that word still in use? I don't know. Stoked? So this time it's my turn to come up with what we're going to talk about. So I found some questions that I wanted to ask you. And I think that it's going to be fun because the the questions I chose, I think, will reflect a lot about me. And then, of course, the way you answer them will reflect everything you've always thought and known about me, right? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. What do you think? Okay. Maybe. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, this is, uh, I think that everybody's really curious to learn more about you. You're, <laughs> you're a Every, myth, everybody. The legend. The myth. Yep. Okay. So I had just have like some random questions. I'm going to fire am, at you. I am terrible at answering questions like this on the spot. I, this, this is going to be, good. this that's is going to make me look really stupid. Reflects, but go ahead. That's why it's going to reflect so right. much about you. Okay. Um, or not. Let's find out. Okay, so I just have a bunch of random questions, and I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, where, ten. Where did you get I these have questions 10 from? Questions I found them online. Listen, I have ten questions. They come. I pulled them. There was different categories. I pulled one or two from each, so we kind of covered the whole full spectrum of a typical interview. What what site did you get these? From? Are they just random? They're so? just random. Wait, okay. Does it matter? <laughs> Anyways, I was just curious. Um. There's 10, and I'm telling you there's 10, so that you tend to trail off and go on and on and on and on. So there's a lot of questions, and my answers need to be concise. Yeah, have them kind of concise, yeah, maybe. But interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that, that may not happen. And if I find myself getting bored, I'm going to do something about that. Yeah, go to the next question. (laughs) All right, so here's the first first question. And they're deep, so good luck being short and concise. If you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Put yourself out there. Mm. <laughs> I think that, I mean, everything I talk about goes back to that. Put yourself out there. Don't be afraid what other people think. Don't worry about what other people think. And, you know, be confident in who you are. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a follow-up with the risk of getting too deep into this, but I think I'm, I'm curious and I got to know. That's a very generic. I love that. It's also generic. So I'm wondering specifically, yeah. what is it that you would tell your 18-year-old self to put out there? I would say, ugh. oh, man, see, this is the problem. We're going to have this long pause here. But mm-hmm. I would say... Don't shy away from who you are. But who are you? <laughs> you are so generic. I know. Can just, I, know. I mean, you don't have to. You uh, don't have to summarize who you are, all of us. But can you just like put your toes in the water and give us a taste of one specific thing? Like, what's one thing that you would put out there? That you that I have something to offer, and that I shouldn't. Uh, be embarrassed of who I am. Okay. Um, All right. Um, that's good. What do you have to offer? I just think that, you know, 
I am intelligent. Yes. Oh, okay. That's where we're going with this. No, I think that's a good. I think that's right. Yeah, I, it's I mean, it's you are intelligent. Yeah, and it's like own it, own that. I don't shit. need to shy away from <laughs> that. I think. I mean, once I get to know somebody and get warmed up, like I, I think I'm fun to be around. I'm reliable. I'm, you know, uh, I'm okay. A good company. And okay. so, if you don't show that to people, they don't, you know, they might know. Oh, this is a nice guy, but you know. We're not going to go out of our way to go, hey, come and hang out with us. Come and do this if there's nothing beyond that. And I think that for me, there, there is something. I know there's something beyond that, but I would be, I, I would always be intimidated in new situations, new surroundings uh-huh. to a point where it was like, I would rather just not. Mm-hmm. You withheld yourself. Okay. So you withheld yourself. We're not going to get through 10 questions like this. Okay. We, I know, but this is, but this is the first one. So we're just oh, okay. warming up. I'm giving you. It's actually I'm number giving, two, right? Or no, this is, one? no, oh. I had a follow up because okay. you're very generic <laughs> and I want deets. So you are sitting here telling me that, well, I put myself out there and I'm like, okay, great. But what does that mean? Put what out there? Give me one example of something that you've withheld that you would like to put out there. Like, yeah, no, I can own this and people are going to know this about me. I'm intelligent. I'm going to make sure that, like, that sounds, uh, obviously I'm putting it in a, a, a tone that isn't very, <laughs> isn't what you're going for, but you know what I mean? So intelligence was one thing, a strength that you would like yeah. about yourself that you're recognizing. If I go go back and talk to my 18-year-old self, I'd say, dude, you're smart. You need, it's okay to let people know that and share your intelligence with them. Is there any other specific I'm trying. I'm trying to find the right word for it, but I mean, you know, my person. So this is this is where I hate this stuff. I, I suck at. This I cannot, is why it's good for you. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, Got to practice. Work yeah. this muscle here. Yeah, I just I feel like I sheltered myself from so much more of what I could have been exposed to. I've said this before. When I was in high school and I moved to Germany and. Like it was such a small group of people, it just felt different, and it felt much like you so get to a point so where talk it was to like, us like you're talking to your 18 year old self. I can't do that. Look, and so all right, it doesn't matter. We'll skip to the next question. But am I hearing you say a little bit like, if okay, so intelligence was one, maybe another one is, um, go to the party. Um, yeah, the, go to that lunch table and sit down and start talking. One hundred percent. Okay, like, like, yeah, I have a personality. Like, I can talk to people. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be embarrassed mm-hmm. about maybe saying something stupid. Yeah, okay. and it's just putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and you know trying to get to know other people. Okay, and not yeah, that in- intimidation factor mm-hmm. really. I held myself back so much in that way. Okay, okay, I think that's a good one. All right, now I feel like I'm going to go too fast and skip through these, but let's just see where this goes. What does your morning routine look like? <laughs> well, I thought you'd like, as we, thought as you'd we like talked this about one. last time, I I I suck at routine. I have my morning routine is <laughs> to make my wife coffee before I make myself coffee every morning. Is there, are, by the way, you know you're welcome. I gave you a little snippet. Of, I give you a little bit of routine every morning you, by demanding you make me you coffee. You did. Uh, you. <laughs> Without you, I would have zero routine, and my limited routine right now is all centered around you. So that's a fact. Get up in the morning, make you coffee, make myself coffee, get ready to go to the work. Um, 
take Katie to school mm-hmm. if we've got the kids that day. You know, the yes. kids for the most part are all self sufficient in the morning. They but get you themselves take Katie up, but... because it's on your way to work. Yeah, it's on my way to work. I used to take Katie. But my morning routine is, yeah, brush my teeth, shower, whatever. But mm-hmm. it's, you know, get my lunch ready and go. And it's it's about as basic as it gets. But like I said, without you, I would I would literally have no routine. I remember when um, we were dating. No, I like to talk about things that, that irritate me. Uh, things about you that irritate me. <laughs> Um, when we were dating, if you didn't have your children, you know, I had, I had a very uh, stringent routine, but I just felt like you didn't have to like, if you didn't have your kids that day, it didn't matter so much about when you woke up. And I'd be like, what? You haven't done this yet today? <laughs> I know, especially like on a weekend or something. It's just kind of like, all right, you know, I've got no plans today. So and I would always have something going on, but I'm not a morning person anyway. So my mornings yeah. would just like get away from me totally. And then you're right. I could get up and I could go start doing something without having breakfast, without getting coffee. Yeah, you could go all day without. I'd be eating. like doing like a project. You'd be like, uh, "Are you gonna eat today? Yeah, you gonna eat today?" And it's like, "Oh yeah, I should probably do that. That would probably." But yeah. yes, I mean, it's pretty pathetic. Yes. Well, okay. So, your morning routine is make my wife coffee <laughs> and get ready for the day. <laughs> Brush my teeth, take a shower. Okay. Yeah, even uh, I would say even now I try to eat breakfast every day, but I don't eat at home in the morning. I take it with me to work and Mm -hmm. I'll eat it when I get there. I'll take yogurt, Cliff Bar, you know, maybe something else, a muffin Mm -hmm. or something. But I don't even like get up and go downstairs and eat that here in the morning. So I also one of the first things I do after I make coffee is I do go through like my emails from all the junk mail and stuff the night before and I clear out a bunch of emails and stuff. But okay. that's that's pretty much every day I wake yeah. up and do that, which I don't okay. know, it's stupid, but Okay. Okay. Um, next question. Tell me about the three most influential people in your life and how they impacted you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, I'll be happy if you just give me one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, well, you definitely for one. Whoa, wowza. I mean, that's a given. I, you've changed my life. So. Whoa, wow. Yeah, you should take pride in that. You definitely have. So it's funny. Influential. In a good way or a bad way? Or no, a in a good way. way. I was just just influential, period. Okay. And I would say my dad is another one, um, which is funny because sometimes we get into it a little bit and there's a comparison between my dad and, you know, you're like, I'm not your dad in that way. Oh, um, if we get in a fight? Yeah, but I mean, just, just because... My dad was influential on me and being like, you're your gonna- dad and I are both disciplined, structured yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I mean yeah, by that. And, yeah. and that skill set that I don't have, I got that from my mom. <laughs> the lack of like discipline okay. in that in that way. Okay. And so, yeah, I think that I I'm saying you and my dad in that way because there's something that you influenced me on that I didn't innately have in me mm-hmm. okay. so you you played a big role in that side of it in any discipline i have is yeah. like i've got that so if you from... get mad at me i'm like i'm not your father right which is <laughs> <laughs> the stupidest thing but it's it's also there's some truth to that you have just because okay of that. there's i love this i gotta say because when you think about personality character we all have this we all have our things that come up in our relationships and that is 100 percent reflective of you know early childhood relationships 
everybody. Nobody can escape that. And so we, we've just even talked before about this. I do think that you have this ten that you have this tendency to rebel against structure and routine and rules. Like you don't like in general in life. Um, Not so much rules. Yeah, I know. Structure and I routine. Mean, and I think I mean that by rules. I'm using those words okay. the same. Okay. Yeah, you're a good. You know, you follow rules, but um, I don't like any uh, somebody's attempt to get you to follow a program you are like you i feel like you kind of rebel against a little bit and you feel controlled and you even if you're not feeling controlled being controlled i feel like you tend to look at this as a situation where this person is trying to control me and so Mm -hmm. i think if i if if something comes up where we're fighting you tend to go down that path of you're trying to control me and then you act, you get defensive and it's like, but then we right. can't engage. Whereas I have my own shit. I have like, you're going to abandon me right now. Don't abandon me. So um, anyways, just an observation there when you said me and your dad, we're both influential people. Yeah, for the same. And it's like, oh, we're also, it's so, it's so interesting. It is because it's for like the same reason that <laughs> yeah. you're both so, in, you know, I'm influenced okay. by both of you so okay. much. Okay. Okay. Now the third, um, I don't really know who the third would be to say the most influential. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I, I feel like the first two were very easy for me. And the third one, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm going to say for different reasons. Um, I don't know. I, I'm going to say Dak Shepard. Oh, God. Okay. I know, which is which is really weird to say because obviously um i'm just referring to listening to the armchair expert podcast Mm. and i think that uh Mm. you know obviously his story the things he talks about but he's kind of the alpha and not at the same time Mm -hmm. um and, and that's why i'm saying it's like I'm just mentioning a name where it's more of a it's, an, it's more it's of like an a idea. Personality and an idea. Yes, yeah. that's okay. exactly that what it is. That you get exposed to through him frequently. Justin Baldoni is another one. Okay. I read his book. Okay. And you know, it's more about you know, it's not letting your masculinity define you, but also you can be masculine, but then you have to be everything. You can be real. You can be real. Yeah. You yeah. Can ab- be real. You can be real. Does this circle When I back? say everything, that's what I mean. Like all, all sides of you don't, sh- don't hide yeah. the other parts of you yeah. because you are more than just this one part. Wow. That circles back to the, your answer to the first question of you would tell your 18 year old self, put yourself out there. Like, I feel like that circles back to like, Oh, these are, these are two men that are putting themselves out there and they're authentic and they're real. Right. Yeah, and I think the what's funny about that is both of those men are obviously more masculine. Would yeah, be defined yeah, more yeah. by to- they're, toxic they're masculinity. Sex symbols. Where I'm, they're sex symbols. Uh, yeah, are you saying I'm not a sex symbol? No, but that's is that what you mean by that? <laughs> like, oh, they're doing this, they're being real, and people are still attracted to them. No, what I'm saying is that they're past the the toxic masculinity that they talk about in who they used to be okay. and how they set, how they re- recognize that I I didn't have that so that that wasn't yes the piece of it but it is just yeah being that they've experienced a shift being real yeah that they historically maybe didn't allow themselves to be themselves and then suddenly realize they could be themselves right exactly okay 
So they've become better versions of themselves yeah. by letting themselves be more vulnerable and exposed and real. Yes. And I okay. think that that's something that I'm working on. I, you know, I, I'd be curious to know overall the spectrum of, you know, men, especially in this day and age, people our age, where they're at with that as a whole. What do you mean? Because I, I feel like there's plenty of men out there that are my age in their mid forties that are really holding on to that masculinity piece mm -hmm. as yeah. you know, we can't let that go because if we let that go, mm -hmm. then we're, I don't know, we're going to get lost where <laughs> nobody, nobody's going to care about well, the, like the story, the, 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 the narrative that they held true like that to power would, would prove false. And that's I know. a scary feeling. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, this is, I think that our generation, I mean, every generation um, sort of evolves in a different way. And this is a right. big one for our generation. It's all about sort of this idea of authenticity. That's kind of big. Yeah. Well, the ironic part about that is what are you so afraid of by being real, by letting yeah. it all out? Yeah. Don't you even know? get me started. Uh, on, no, I know. The I hypocrisy just... <laughs> there because exactly. It's like, oh, <laughs> so if you just were who you are and mm -hmm. if you're worried, if you're scared, who cares if you say that? Like yeah. by holding it all in, it just shows yeah. that you're scared yes all i see is your insecurity just so you know right. <laughs> a lot of us see, exactly. which is fine but maybe have some awareness around that anyway so yeah my, my third is more of a idea or a personality characteristic okay so all right okay that's what about you i want you no, to answer this is <laughs> no i think that i think we're there gonna has to get be some back and let's forth get Let's get through, you can save that for another podcast and let's get through these 10 questions and we maybe if there's time to follow up with me, we can, or it will be a different Assuming podcast. Assuming we have listeners, we may lose them all after, you know, the next couple of questions here. But that doesn't matter if True. we lose them. True. I don't care. Good. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Okay. I'm trying to find fourth question. This one is a fun one, maybe. What is your favorite holiday movie and what does that say about you? Oh, wow. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> oh, my God. That's really tough to choose one. Uh-huh. I would definitely... Going back and forth between two right now, uh, Christmas Vacation and Elf... Which are just okay. two, I mean, they're two typical movies. We saw uh, Spirited this year, which was uh -huh. great. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. And we watched that actually in, uh, quite a few times this year. Um, yeah. And I'll see, I guess we'll see how that one holds up maybe. Uh -huh. but I love that one. I don't know why, but I love it so much. I just could it watch was. it over and over again. I think it was so much. And relevant there's so much relevance to i just feel like they did a really good job of recreating that story and um yeah. it was funny and i don't even like i hate musicals i absolutely hate musicals. that's what shocked me that you and actually I were like this is fantastic like, this is great watch that again <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i i think just for classics i would say you know for i could watch over and over and over again christmas vacation and elf are two that just okay but that now we, 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 we need to know why like what does that say about you yeah, what does it say? I'm basic. I'm uh, what? I'm just saying they're they're you know everybody loves those movies. Okay, I don't but, know if anybody who doesn't love those movies. Okay, well, but um, 
I don't know what what the hell does it say about me. The fact that you can't answer that tells me a lot. But also, try to answer it. Yeah, that well, I'm. <laughs> I can't sit here in silence. I have to say something. You do. Um, I mean, let's let's zero in on Christmas vacation. If that's your favorite one, what does that say about you? What do you love about that so much? What does that say about you? You know what? I think, and I, I'm sure that the reason it's funny is because it's so relatable, is Clark is the stereotypical dad. Yeah, that is trying to just like put on the best fucking Christmas and, you know, wants everybody to be there and just like you just trudge through it. And I, I, yeah, I think it's just, it just feels like it's like you work so hard, you put it in and nobody really cares or recognizes the effort and it doesn't matter anyway. But I mean, do you agree with the assessment that you are Clark Griswold yes. incarnate oh, in abs- real life? I mean, we talked about <laughs> European vacation and I mean, yes, absolutely. We discovered that I think maybe our first year together on our first vacation. I think everybody. Yeah, 100%. Just <laughs> so, okay. But you, what that I putting all that effort in it's and like nobody that- cares. It's it's not only that nobody cares, I just think it's like overthinking that and putting so much effort and emphasis on what that's supposed to look like and then also kind of feeling like you were just, I don't know, maybe ignored or just nobody, nobody's, yeah, nobody's putting that much thought into it or cares about it that much. I, I like all the things that he's pretending kind of aren't happening around him. That's what you're ignoring all of the <laughs> shit around it and just, yeah. Like the kids, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. And then he snaps and then he just <laughs> then loses he it. And it's like, you can only hold it in for so long and then you just got to let it out. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you something about that. No, I forgot. Oh, great. I don't know with Elf. I, I mean, I just think Elf is, it's a great movie. And it just brings the holiday spirit. I mean, I think it definitely just kind of warms everybody's heart. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, at the end when they all start singing and nobody wants to sing. It's it's that same feeling, though. It's feeling mm-hmm. like you just want everybody to participate in this thing and mm-hmm. be part of it. And there's you just look all around you and, and there's so, so many that aren't. And it's like if you just had that spirit. Oh, you did that. Okay. We the world would be a better place. Interesting. Is I, it though? I yeah, it is. is. I but. think it's very reflective of the way you kind of experience things. Like guys, let's. There's magic here. Let's. I know. Why are why are we why are we worrying about these silly little things over here? And if you could just do this, then it would, you know, then it's here. Like, <laughs> join me. Well, we talk about this too. Is you know, the I mean, stupid saying, but the power of positivity. Uh-huh. And it's like, it, it's not just the positivity, but it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, if everybody got on the same page a little bit and went along with the magic, mm-hmm. everybody would feel it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's And everybody would, everybody would get something more, some a, a lot more out of it mm-hmm. if they just let themselves. Mm-hmm. Again, I feel like it's like, being real and real and experiencing it with your whole self. Mm-hmm. So, because uh, that's what I remembered, I was going to ask you. I was that you were saying some of the, 
some of the things about Clark that felt like maybe weren't helpful about his character. What are some of the things about his character that are that are like a gift to the world? Like, what is it that he offers his family during that holiday time or, you know, any of those movies? He offers this like relentless pursuit for achieving what he wants Christmas to be. He doesn't stop. So even though nobody's on his side, instead of just being like, well, screw this, I'm the only one that cares about it, Mm -hmm. he says, damn it, I'm going to do this thing no matter what. And he keeps going and going and going. And eventually, yeah, everybody does get something out of it. And he's, well, okay, so he's a leader in that way then. He takes the lead on that. Yeah. He's like, I know where the magic spring is, and I got to be the one to take everybody there. And sure. come hell or high water, spring? I'm going to do it. I don't know. Isn't that like a, like a fairy no tale thing? Like, you know, like. Maybe. Okay. I hear your point. I, I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, gosh, I should have numbered these. One, two, three. All right. We're, we're halfway through. Okay. Number five. If you could re- be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Oh, wow. That's a big one. Um, being kind. Mm. I genuinely feel that every day. I have a hard time not being nice to people, and it's not just people-pleasing. I, I walk away from every situation thinking... If somehow that person ever had a reason to remember me, like I remember that guy, he was really nice, or he was, which is, I know it sounds stupid, it sounds it's ridiculous, not but it's so, it's so, but it's nice, Jim. It's true, though. I mean, that's, I, I want everybody to feel like they belong, and I want everybody to recognize that I was, not recognize that I was kind to them, but I want that to be. Kind of, I feel like that defines who I am a little bit. So, so what do you get out of that? Do you think, like, if you are, what are you looking at, Jim? Nothing. What are you distracted over? If you are feeling like, okay, I want everyone, everyone to. I screwed that up. How'd you say that? You said I want. You also want them to know what's coming from you. So no, it's not that it's. You want to be remembered for your kindness. You, well, you said of the well, feeling it gives the hold other on. people. What was the question again? Wasn't it what's one thing you want to be remembered for? Yep. You said being kind. Yeah, it's not. It's being remembered for that, but not for the reason that I want them to remember me specifically. I want that kindness to rub off on people. Which means you probably want to receive that from people too. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, everybody, I think, wants to receive it, but some more, some care about it more than I mean, others. Yeah, you know, it's, it's. I think this is a, I think this is a driving force. In but, you. but it is a driving force, and even if I don't experience it, I want to give it. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't get it back necessarily, you do want to get it back. I do want to. You do get. You don't like. You don't like it. You don't. Wait. Oh, yeah, I don't, don't like it. You but don't I... <laughs> respond well to my. Um, you know, like. We'll oh, maybe talk yeah, about this yeah. more another time, but like our types of fighting, we all have like types of fighting and mine is like, I definitely go toward criticism. Uh-huh. And, uh, 
I would say you uniquely have an adverse reaction to criticism. I do, and and yeah, I don't want to. We don't need to get into this now, but you're right. And then I'll get to a point in that if we're really going back and forth, where it hits and it hits, and then I'll respond back with that. Uh-huh. And I have a lot of guilt and shame around that when I do that. It's uh, like, oh, I've devolved uh, to this place now where I stooped to level. that level. Oh, that's and and I yeah, and also like I feel like you t- you have a tendency to to say things like, I don't I don't need praise, but don't put me down. And it's like, well, I'm gonna challenge the <laughs> fuck out of that because you do need praise. Um, so kindness, I think that that is really interesting, and I I guess maybe I'm wondering more about what that does for you because you're right we all want kindness but i do think it's a it's a you have a really large circuit in your in your being that plugs into kindness and you i do think that you want to receive that i'm not going to argue with you there right now but i do think that that is something that you are searching for all the time in your external environment is kindness and you are also driven leading with kindness so I wonder that does something for you that does something there must be a, you must feel really safe in the space of kindness well yeah I mean I think most people feel safe in the space of kindness but it, but does, it, it, but does, it might it, not be my primary but like, like I like kindness but there's actually might be something more important to me right that I want to get out of a situation for, than kindness for me that that fills me up mm-hmm Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, when I receive that back and I mm-hmm. can give that out and there's that exchange. It's you your know. superpower. And I, yeah. And when you talk about receiving it back, of course I want to receive it back. Mm-hmm. And when I, I guess my point is when you say, what do you want to re- be remembered for? I'm thinking of somebody who maybe is in a situation where they're not in a place to put that out or, mm-hmm. or give that to somebody. Mm-hmm. And maybe at the end of the day, like I said, they're not going to remember. I mean, who knows? You go to the grocery store, you go to you go to some place, and you're you're nice to somebody uh-huh. there for whatever reason. That person has no reason to remember you at all. But if 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 they did remember me for that, yes. then it's like I rub that rubbed off on them, and yeah. they got something out of that. Yeah. They they, which hopefully then, you know, gets paid forward. Yes, and I guess what I but I guess I want you to entertain this idea of. If we are sort of rolling through the world in binaries and like, I don't know how to explain this, but maybe that's not the right word. What we are, what we are searching for is often what, or what we, what we want to be giving, what we're striving to give so so much, is got to be a reflect. I believe an equal reflection of what we are looking to receive. Of course. So I'm just going to argue with you that you are actually craving yeah, kindness that, that's from every interaction you so have. So important to me that that would be the number one thing I want to be remembered for. Yeah. Of course, I want to receive that back, yeah. and of course, that means something to me to receive that. Yes, yeah, I, I totally. And when I notice it. that if I give you a compliment, it doesn't even matter how small it is, because I, I mean, this I'm not bragging here. This is not a good thing about me. I don't really hand out compliments <laughs> very much. I I have a high standard for. <laughs> compliments <laughs> which goes back to my high yeah, standards status quo doing your job does not 
get you a compliment. Let's just let's be clear about that. You yeah, you show up and you nope, that's just you're so, expected to do yeah, that. So yeah let's, yeah, yeah, let's not go down the whole rabbit hole of that's my okay. complaint about tip jars. But anyways, <laughs> I just when I if I give you the tiniest of compliment, you are just you light up and you're like that meant so much. <laughs> I mean, let's not be that dramatic, but but no, and you're that's right. That's happened. That it's gotten that dramatic, I think. <laughs> and I always tell you when it happens, it's like I want you to know that your compliment was recognized by me and made me feel good, so that you'll do it again. Exactly. I know. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, we'll see. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe next month we'll, uh, yeah, see how I'm feeling then. Yes. So, okay, well, that's, I think, I like that question. That was a good one. All right, here's another good one. What do people misunderstand about you most? Ooh. Misunderstand about me most. Um, you're going to disagree with this. Why are you leading with that? Because... <laughs> Because <laughs> I know you are. That. No, why does it matter if I disagree? It doesn't matter. I'm just okay. putting it out there right now because okay. I would say I'm not a pushover. Oh, okay. I will. Yeah, I know. I do. I agree that that's what you think people misunderstand. Right. right. That's what I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. That's not actually true, though. You are a pushover. I know you think I'm a total pushover. So when I say that, you know. No, I no, but I believe okay. So that my assessment of that doesn't matter, and also I'm not saying that I think you're a pushover. But the fact that you are saying people misunderstand this about me is also again reflective of maybe you get accused of that a lot, and you're like, no, that's not the case here. Right. Okay. Yeah, I know. I think that that's. I I think that people, again, it goes to feeling like I get taken advantage of a lot of times, and that that exists, and people think they can do that, and, and I've said it before: is when I've had enough, I've had enough. So maybe mm -hmm. to a point I'm a pushover, but at the same time, at my core, that's not who I am. So okay. I do have a point where I know what you're doing. I see yeah. it. And I'm just, this is, this is my boundary. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Because, um, you know, if I'm going to go ahead and look at like this fact that I think that I spend a lot of time in the space of I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be abandoned by this person. Ad abandoned is a kind of a dramatic word, but it captures the spirit of it is that you don't because I, there are things that you, there's plenty of things in our relationship that you've said no to me on and that nobody's ever said no to me, you know? <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. That's so basically it makes me feel like you don't have my back no matter what. I mean, I'm not going to go into this, go too into that, but just to support your story there, it's true because there are quite a few things that you've said no to me about. And um, again, that ironically, if you feel like if you're often perceived as a pushover, even people that aren't perceived as pushover have never told me no. Like you're the only one that's ever told me no. Hmm. Interesting. In some areas. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I just had that light bulb go off. Yeah, we can't afford a Porsche. I told you that. No. <laughs> you <laughs> told me no about some other I'm things. I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> let's see here. 
what do you well okay wait i guess i want to back up on that a little bit more too so when i when you said okay so the original question is what do people misunderstand about you most and it's that i'm a pushover like do you have more to say about that no i think you summed it up pretty well okay um yeah no i mean that's just I think in a lot of other ways, like, I don't think I have a lot that people look at me and see some, I mean, I think it's pretty, I think people's impression of me is probably correct in a lot of ways. So I don't think there's a lot that, you know, oh, I'm totally not that thing or I'm, uh-huh. I, I don't think that's my case. I think I'm a pretty Yeah, but bland. you can get very, 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 very stubborn. Yes. You can be. That's true. Like it's a, like it's a, <laughs> like it's an intense. Oh, when I get an idea, in my we we've gone through this before. Whether it's a project around the house or something else, if mm-hmm. I have an idea in my head, trying mm-hmm. to get me to change the idea of what I envision something to be or mm-hmm. end up with, and I've had to relinquish that a number of times with us. Where I've I'm like, fine, we'll do. It. And I'm like, okay, that was a good idea. But well, I've had to relinquish things. Oh, you mean you thought my idea was better? Ultimately, yeah. I'm like, fine. We'll do what you want to do. We'll do it. We'll we'll paint this room the color you want to paint it. Where I'm like, I don't, I, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't like that. And yeah. then we do, and it's like, oh, that looks really good. Okay, you know. Yeah, that's true. But in I, my head, I have I, made better decisions about home decor, which is also why we yeah. need to go. We need to get a new rug in that room. ASAP. Oh my god! Enough, <laughs> enough. Boundaries. <laughs> I'm not gonna be pushed over on that one. I'm saying no. Okay, next question. If you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not having to answer any really? of these questions right now. Yeah, I got, we got to screenshot these. We got to screenshot these. <laughs> That's so hard because I feel like so many choices would just be so basic and generic like a george washington you know napoleon i don't know you know name winston churchill you could name so many different people you know you're also not interested you're also not interested in people so john lennon i mean there's you're also not interested in people so i don't think you've ever even thought about this before whereas the rest of us probably have um okay but with with in that vein like no seriously i think that there's a pressure to answer historical figures but especially when it comes to the political realm but what about our world leaders you just named a musician and you like music so i don't know yeah no that's what that's where that's where i'm kind of going is maybe a different place maybe um i have to say i have i have one person that kind of keeps coming up and it's literally because we just watched a netflix show yesterday and he was on it and that's barack obama oh you are you have so many barack obama vibes about you even even if you weren't even if i mean political political views aside like well that's what i'm just saying you've you've always reminded me of him you guys have the same energy well i'm just yeah forget the politics Mm -hmm. but he was in uh is it comedians and cars getting what? What's he? A total. I know, I it's, yeah. Jerry anyway, Seinfeld I know show, it's on purpose, that. which we've seen multiple times. But <laughs> yeah, we, love we it. have, and we just put it on, <laughs> so it's kind of in the background and we're watching. But he, uh, yeah, Jerry went and interviewed yeah. Barack Obama when he was president, and yeah, I just when you see these little clips, um, he just seems like one of the. I, I think the thing is, there's plenty of people I would like to meet, 
and uh, have coffee with and learn more about. I just think that com- conversationally, he's an interesting person to talk to. I feel like he's yeah. good at just the back and forth and conversation and, Absolutely. you know, he can keep it light, but he can, yes, exactly. So I think that's why that I would say, you know, potentially him. Otherwise, I, I, that's what I was trying to think, like, you know, a musician. I could even say like something like Elvis or somebody. Just that's fascinating in that way. Like, this guy's story and, you know. Okay. But I do think it, where I'm at in that conversation and that part, getting to know somebody and learn more about that, somebody from a, a different background and stuff, I would, you know. Do you think that you, this just occurred to me, maybe this question doesn't make any sense, but if you picture yourself talking to somebody like that, do you, what, do you... I just realized, that, is it, do you envision yourself sort of wanting to ask them a bunch of questions that does that part of feel, is that the appealing part of getting, just digging into them? Or is there maybe this piece that's like, they're asking you questions and digging into you? Hopefully both. Okay. Okay. To feel like, um, so at work where I'm at professionally, you know, Again, I work with a great group of people, but the we don't we do a lot of stuff internally, and we don't go out and go to a lot of conferences and things like that. Um, so you get you're talking to the same people every day, and we have some great conversations. And I think just to get out of that world where I'm at, mm-hmm. and this past, I think it was this past summer, I went to a conference which a bunch of other uh, attorneys was a general mm-hmm, counsel, mm-hmm. corporate counsel type, mm-hmm. um, uh, round, not round table, but okay. uh, panel discussion. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting because it's like, you're getting all these different perspectives from these different people mm-hmm. at, you know, they all happen to be attorneys, but they're working for different size companies and different industries. And so I think my, my point to, there was some that, real peer to peer experience there that, yeah, because in the same and peer to peer in the fact that it's in the same, um, it's in the same. Oh my God! Why I can't think of the word. Well, same profession. Same profession. I mean, there's it's a legal peer to peer. You're the only legal person at your place right. of business, and now you're here. You are. And I do have engaging an, with other legal. I do have. You do now. One. That's right. You do yes, now. But I do before, now. Historically, you were the only one. Yeah, and it, it's. I think it's just I'm interested in different discussions, different topics, different things, mm-hmm. and so I guess that's my point. Is I, I picking somebody like a Barack Obama or is that you feel like Brock's in my league? We're in the same league. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna go back and forth. No, I got it. It's sad. Uh, that you would are. be that would be my hope. That would be my <laughs> hope, and I would have a ton of insecurity around that and feeling like, oh my god, I don't know. I, I you know, I'm not qualified to have this discussion in a real way. But just to get. Again, somebody outside of my specific industry and talking about those same types of things. I mean, and it's not obviously it's not just industry talk. When you're talking about people in you know employees and personnel, and, mm-hmm. and we're talking about a, a huge range of topics within that. However, it still feels like it's in a bit of a bubble. Mm-hmm. So I think to get out and yeah, get somebody that's kind of well-rounded. You know, politics, yeah. sports, yeah. life, yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Makes sense. So. Okay. Okay. Um, what would be the title of the book about you if your worst enemy wrote it? What? <laughs> I love these questions. 
All right, this is the thing. You're going to get a chance to think about the answer because I have to pee so bad. Can we please pause it? I'm going to use the restroom and then we'll come back. Okay. Do you We're going to pause it? try this. Oh, no. I hope you know how to pause it. I don't think I do. All right, never mind. I'll hold it because we have only have two questions left. Oh, okay. We'll go I quick. I don't want to have to deal with trying to splice How it about boring gym? Whoa, that's what your worst enemy thinks about you? <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, no. Um, I wish I wish that my answer could be that vanilla. You 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 call me that, which is why I said that. You you like, "Oh, there you go, boring gym." No. Okay. Well, this is the thing. We go we we like the Enne- jokingly. Yes, the enneagram. Um yeah. we we've done the enneagram and you score as a 9 and I score as a 4 and um the I forgot what book the wisdom of the enneagram is that the book we have and the 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 subtitle under enneagram nine is nothing special and the subtitle under mine enneagram four is something special so I we always joke about that yeah no I would have to say something along the lines of the incompetent and you know I don't know failed life of Jim Moskal just something because incompetence is an insecurity of mine feeling like I'm not competent in something, whatever that may be. Um, and failure, you know, I don't want to fail. I want to, whatever that might look like in whatever context it is, it doesn't matter. That's why I said like running a marathon and, you know, having a time close to four and a half hours, which I should have been proud of just because I did it. It's like, to me, that was, I don't want to say it was a failure cause that's bullshit, but it was, it didn't make, it wasn't as proud of myself as I wish I was. So mm-hmm. failure and incompetence are two big things that okay. I worry about. Which I could see because you're, again, if we're, if we're operating in these binaries, I could see that you're exceptionally competent in just about every subject. Like you can figure anything out. You'll just, you'll just YouTube it really quick and, and it's taken care of. Um, so that's interesting. The the irony there is is that you're one of the most competent people most people probably know. <laughs> I think yeah, and well, okay, I'm not going to say yes, but I will figure anything out. I think my what I'm insecure about is that I think I can learn enough and talk about any subject somewhat mildly intelligently, but I am not a master of any subject. Right. And so yeah, for, that's what I was going to say. So what is that, me, Master of, what is the saying? Uh, master, it's, um, oh my God, Jack of all trades, Master of none. I think so. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think except I wish, that, I wish that, there was one, I wish there was one thing that I could be like, this is my expertise and I have mastery around this. And I just don't. Well, I think there is. I, I think that that might be your mastery is that you have just about everything almost mastered. <laughs> <laughs> because also um jack of all trades is that that's relative because you actually i mean the level of basic knowledge that you set the bar that you set that on is pretty high i mean seriously like it's i mean you can you can figure just about anything out and it, at a pretty at a pretty um what's the word proficient yeah 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 and i think that's where i get intimidated where i I'm talking to somebody else and it's like, oh, clearly in this area, you are so far advanced above and beyond me uh, that I don't really know what okay. to say. Yeah. I just have insecurity around it. And I, I shouldn't because I don't need to 
feel that way. But that's something that, again, I go back to, I'm working on. Yeah. At this age, I'm working on, like, it doesn't matter, and I have enough mastery, and I have enough to be able to talk about and share, and I it doesn't matter that I'm not an expert, and I don't have to pretend that I am. Yeah, you just don't, you don't really have an interest in being an expert in one, any one area, and that's okay. It's not your thing. It's not, but I feel like I should be. That's ah, what it is, so. Okay, okay. Okay, so, all right. Did you always want to be a whatever it is that you do for a living? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> the boys are always like, what is it what that is, you what, do? What, what does he do? <laughs> no, no. In fact, if I want to go on the um, most specific level of being, you know, in-house counsel and you know, general counsel for the group of companies that I work for. Um, when way back when I was already working there and they said, Hey, you know, what do you think about going to law school? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, sure. I'll go to law school. Yep. And so <laughs> I, yeah, I took the LSAT and started school. I went at nights, but I didn't, really have any real interest in it at yeah. the time. I mean, I went through school and it was like, I got to show up. I got to pass mm-hmm. these classes. Just like mm, we've mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. <laughs> academically mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I will do the bare minimum to get by. Mm-hmm. And fortunately I did. And it was mm-hmm. the hardest getting by I've ever done. Mm-hmm. But I, but I still didn't put yeah. the effort in. Um, well, so I, no, I would say that I absolutely never would have envisioned myself being where I'm at today. Yeah. But, but when I enjoy you, it. But it, it's so reflective of you when somebody says, hey, will you take so, will you take the lead here for us? You will, no matter what the topic is. This is like this area of like jack of all trades, but at a you know relatively pretty proficient level in everything that you do. So there's, I just think that's funny. I There was a joke before about somebody joking about how, well, you're not a real lawyer. And um you were like, oh, thanks, you know, and that mm-hmm. was this whole thing. And But I was also, like, defending that person because I'm like, but you're not, like, because it's like you have a law degree because you were, like, you think, because the way I was thinking of it is, like, I have two of my brothers are attorneys. Mm-hmm. They set out to be t- attorneys. They went to law school. Right. They, within their respective professions, they moved up the ranks, and it was, you know, highly specialized thing, and it's like, I'm a lawyer. And I always feel like for you, it was like, yeah, I work for this company, and I do these things for them, and I have these degrees. Like, it was just kind of like, it was your role with the company was the, it was the first thing. And then it was like, yes. what can I do to help my company excel. And in that role, there are, you know, most of the tasks I do are not, do not require you to be a lawyer. And even the things I do in my capacity as an attorney, you know, draft contracts and review, I mean, it wouldn't have to be an attorney to do that. But, um, you know, if it has something to do with any kind of actual, I guess, uh, true legal issue, court involvement, Mm -hmm. I would farm out and have outside counsel deal with that which i think is pretty normal yeah. i think it's typical but yeah. for me i think that was but, the whole but, thing but my like, point is is like it's like you had an allegiance to your company yeah. not an allegiance to a profession oh correct do you know what i mean Absolutely. and then within the so you obviously like worked hard at this for your company not because this is what I want to do with my life. Well, absolutely that was the whole thing was it was like their take on it was you can do this this will mm-hmm. this will be good for you too and it mm-hmm. was like 
I, I don't have any interest in this. So this isn't for me. <laughs> I mean, looking back now, of course, it's yeah, like, yeah. well, yeah, I gained a ton out yeah, of that. And yeah. it really truly was for me too. But at the same time, I was like, I'm never going to use this anywhere outside of working yeah. here. So right. this is for you right. so that you can right. have a, an attorney on staff. Yeah. You know. But again, back to this incompetency, like right. you were capable of doing that. Like you were you you were identified as this competent, capable person that's going to do this for us. Potentially is the way I sort of see it. And then you also did. Mm -hmm. So and it's just I mean, we could probably really I really would love to sit here and uh, psychoanalyze all of this because I feel like that's reflective of your nature in life. Like I'm here for my group of people and I'm going to do this for my group of people like you're I'm an I feel like I'm very much an individualist. Yes. And you are not. <laughs> and so that's just where I could see that playing out differently too. Yeah. Okay. So what's what this is the last question. Are you ready? Oh, are you sad that this is our last question? Uh, no, oh, 50. Devastated. This has gone by fast cuz it's so fun. What's one question you wish I'd asked you? And how would you have answered? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, are you ready to be done? Yes. Oh, my, come on. That's cheating. <laughs> but so reflective. <laughs> so reflective. What's, yeah, I, um, hmm. I would say maybe the last question you asked about my my profession and is that where you envisioned maybe ending up or being um wait our, start that over again the last question you just asked me before okay. this one which was did you ever think you what was whatever the question was about yeah did you ever think you would be doing the job that you're yes. doing yes so i would say maybe a follow up would be what about in life in general okay did you think you would be here where did you think uh, you would be at this point in your life you know maybe okay. when you were 18 years old or okay. 60 I don't know so well, how would you have answered that if I had asked you that I would say in a weird way yes this is where I would envision myself being okay I mean maybe not 100% but I think in a lot Which of ways is what? with the girl of your dreams yeah, girl, girl <laughs> of my dreams and uh, a place that we love that you know is home to us mm. So obviously there's a lot of other little nuanced things. Part of that, uh -huh. you know, getting divorced, having all of these other things come up through life and stuff like that. You know, I didn't envision the career that I have now being my career. But in this space, in this house, I feel like this is where I would want to be. You know, yeah. I mean, you could say, I want to have a mansion. We want to do this like materialistic type things. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, I don't I don't want that stuff. Mm -hmm. I want I want this. There's a yeah. comfort that we have and yeah. we share. So yeah, oh, you know, it's it does feel a lot like. I feel like I need to knock on wood and hold my breath and cross my fingers. I don't want to like, I feel so superstitious, but I don't want to jinx anything. But it it truly has felt like our life together has been a bit of a dream because we we are we are doing this together. We like we are. We've done everything together. We're we're living our lives like we're. I feel like we're exploring together. We're exploring and what it to raise it. I mean, it's been. It sounds so corny, but it's literally been an adventure. It has been, and and we're so <laughs> damn lucky and privileged. 
and fortunate yeah. to have what yeah. we have. Yeah. There's no yeah. denying yes. any of that. I'm not yeah. going to act well, like it just. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, I've, I had. Yeah. No. And my relationship with my marriage with you has been very, was, is not anything like my first marriage. It was, and it was a different phase of life, but it was, none of this was happening. And, you know, you and I go to couples therapy pretty regularly because we need to, because we have a lot of challenges in our life and it's part of the exploration and it's been a really good, um, a really good thing to have in our lives. And I do feel like that a lot of times some couples therapists will say, well, are you making time for yourselves? And it's like, yeah, that's not the problem here. <laughs> like, right. we definitely, <laughs> oh, like, I our know. Kid, we have our kids half the time. Do you go on date nights? Like, we, like, our kids are not here half the time. All the time. The time. <laughs> like, when we're literally alone, like, living it up, like, I know. You know, <laughs> with I know. half of the time. We're just Which is part of the together. struggle and also <laughs> a, a huge, like, that leaves so much space and time for us, too. Yeah. So you're right. We don't we don't have those issues that some people have in that same yeah, way. Yeah, so. which is I get, which I understand because again, when it, I've I've lived that life too. So, yeah. all right. Well, this was fun. I've had fun getting to know oh. you, Jim. Good. Did you learn? Any, did good. Did you learn anything today? Was there anything that surprised you? Um, I don't know that. That's a good question. I'm not sure that anything surprised me. But now, if it did, I don't remember because I was like minutes ago okay. and my memory is failing me i'm kidding no i think that with every single one of these conversations you and i have there's so many things line up and click into place and light up and epiphanies and i think that that happened again during this conversation based on the way you answered some questions and what i've observed about you there was maybe some things that clicked further into place or maybe some things that I look uh, that were clicked in somewhere else and and I, and they ticked over to another um click. <laughs> okay. Okay. Did you learn anything? Experience the Did experience. you learn anything? <laughs> Did you learn anything? <laughs> um you know what? I, we had talked about doing some questions before uh-huh. and I know we got to wrap this up. Yeah. But I was so worried about freezing up and not being able to answer questions and I experienced that during this, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I'm looking forward to yeah. doing the same with you. That's what, And that's why, that's my whole, you know, I keep saying like, let's let this unfold. Let's not, let's just walk into the room. You know, that metaphor that I'm thinking about in my life right now, of I want things to be, a, I want the room to be a certain way before I go in. Yeah. No, I'm just going to walk into the room. And so that's why I didn't really want to tell you what I was going to ask you. And I honestly just like Googled something three minutes before we decided to record so it was pretty kind of spontaneous for me in a way but all right all right i love you love you too like and subscribe (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) 